Hello, ladies and gents, and welcome back to Alpha Reviews. It's incredible, ain't it, Frank? We're back. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Finally. Finally. After a long time. After a long, long time. So it started off with me having a bad back, Frank being ill, finishing up college, Frank preparing for uni, I start work. It was all it was all getting in the way, and, and it was just one thing. Oh, and you were hungover one night. You remember that? Oh. Yeah. yeah, great shame, Frank. <laughs> it's all your fault. But we're back, and um, after, if you can remember, after I spin the wheel, it landed on the Deer Hunter, and um, I watched the second half of this. I finished off today in preparation for this. Franco finished it a couple of weeks ago, so I'm curious to see where we're coming in from this. Um, Deer Hunter is a really fun example of a film to do because not just the film itself. It was kind of what started the whole Oscar mm. thing, where people would where like studios would campaign their films for Oscars to get it to full publicity. Not only that though, but this was like one of the first like mental health films that kind of came out and was like a big thing. I guess I'll start first because Frank usually goes first with what he what how he thought. I liked The Deer Hunter. I'd say it's good. My issue with it was that I thought the first hour and a half went on far too long. Yeah. Um, and I guess kind of. I struggled to really understand the meaning of it. And if I hadn't, if we hadn't spoken to Jacob and he kind of gave us some context of it, I would have been clueless as to what to think of this film. Yeah, I agree. Also, I thought the whole like setting up for it, and obviously it's meant to show sort of like, you know, oh, how happy they were before. I thought they could have done so much quicker. The whole wedding scene went on for so, it's, so long. It, when you get, so when it goes from the wedding to them in Vietnam, it's yeah, an yeah. hour and a half in and it's like, Jesus, yeah, you're yeah. killing me. It was like an hour and a half of just a wedding. It was like, you know, just you were watching a wedding sort of thing. I get it's really, really, really trying to like lay out these characters and mm. like tell you about them. You want to get a character for them, but they could have done it in half an hour. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah an hour and a half it was it it was painful to watch and like i just yeah so that was my that was my main issue with it and um the thing i found interesting with deer hunter is that i've been told before it was like one of those emotionally draining films i felt really different about it i kind of felt like it is very much an emotional roller coaster it has its ups and downs it has its depressing moments it has its funny moments how did you feel about it I agree. I thought the ending was very sad. The whole, the whole like bit with Christopher Welken at the end, you know, when mm -hmm. he sort of forgets everyone is, that was really sad, you know. But yeah, it, I did feel sad. But you know, like I don't know. I sort of thought the beginning sort of, I felt really sort of like it was a chore finishing the film off, sort of thing. It's like Weird. it's not like I felt like it could have been paced better. My that was my issue with it and. And that's the thing. It, it, it was a three hour film that felt like three hours. I didn't feel like by the end of it, you know, I'd been on like an emotional journey and yeah, the film yeah. kind of just took me away. I, I very much knew I was watching it when I was watching it. Um, uh, I guess it's kind of, this, this film's so layered. I guess it's kind of like hard to know where to start. But what I'm curious to hear from you is who was your favourite performance in this? Because it's got quite the ensemble. Yeah, it's got a lot of good cast. Robert De Niro is really good in it, but I think they're all really good in it. But I think Robert De Niro, because he's the one in it the most, and sort of it's mostly his sort of journey and stuff. He's, mm -hmm. but Christopher Walken is really, really good in it, especially towards at, towards the end in that last sort of scene with the Russian roulette. But yeah, I'd always heard that this was like Christopher Walken's film, and after watching it, I didn't really feel like that. I feel like they all kind of complement each other well. Yeah. My favorite might have actually been Meryl Streep. I thought she was really good in it like yeah, to, yeah it was it was her first oscar nomination of many and the type of character she's playing 
she has to play like a very like emotionally upset woman mm. but she can't just show it she's not like crying all the time and to do that and to still feel her pain is a it's a feel so kind of natural is one of the hardest things you can do as an actor yeah. actor or actress and Meryl Streep's almost be, kind of become a joke at this point because you know you know she gets nominated for loads of awards and everyone seems to love her but I wouldn't say it goes completely undeserved like she's no, no. Meryl Streep's fucking yeah, yeah, good yeah, yeah. and also I really like the um person who had to who plays the um guy who had to play um Russian roulette and ends up in the wheelchair towards the end. He's a good one. I forget his name, but he was really good in it as well. He was a good one. Um so kind of Deer Hunter, it's kind of it, so it basically I think Jacob was as Jacob was telling us when we were talking to him off off camera, he was saying to us that uh like Deer Hunter is kind of about how the, or the amount of men who had PTSD afterwards and it was like because before I think the attitude towards mental health all around the world but in America in particular was quite poor I don't think it was something mm. taken seriously and like you obviously hear about people like Nixon and Kennedy who didn't take it yeah. seriously and then once all these men were coming back from Vietnam it was like kind of like this like mental health like revolution in the US mm. because they couldn't ignore how mentally scarred these men were yeah definitely she was <laughs> I hate motorcycle. You, you have the same oh, issue, motors. Yeah. It's or such it's, a pain. You know, it's even not it's even not motorbikes, it's people with like music blaring outside the windows. What did you make of the runtime for Deer Hunter? What was it, three and a half hours? Three hours and three minutes, I believe. See, the last half, it definitely makes sense. But the first half, it could have been shut, cut down to so much shorts. Well, that's the thing, though, because an hour and a half of it's the wedding. And I think it could have, it, this should. This is a three-hour film that should be two hours because they could have cut a whole hour out of that. Because yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. after a while, it's literally just like people doing what they do at weddings. And I'm like, I don't get the point of this anymore. Nah, like, nah, it's nah, just nah, going yeah. on. I'm getting, and at that point, I was getting bored. And at that point, I was getting <laughs> worried. Because one, I was thinking, am I watching the right film? Because I'm seeing no Vietnam yet. Two, fucking... I was just thinking, if this film's this slow, I don't know how to, um, I don't know how I'm going to cope. But then as soon as we go from that scene where they're deer hunting to Vietnam, where they're being, mm. like, held in hostage, it really takes a turn, because that yeah, is yeah. that is one hell of an emotionally intense scene. It's a really good scene. It's, it's a brilliant when, scene. Yeah, yeah. Especially when they have to, like, go against each other. It really, like, yeah. And then they're sort of shouting at the Vietnam, like, Viet Cong guard sort of thing. And the use of sound in that scene is really powerful because it's like kind of like it's because they're shouting, you can hear the helicopters and um we're gonna get to the Oscar in the moment because I've got another Oscar Oscar quiz for you, oh, you know. God. We're bring we're bringing it back. No. Um but I thought it was just a really amazing use of sound. Like yeah, it, yeah. the level of intensity adds to the scene is incredible and oh it it, it sticks with you. It's so it's so like horrifically intense, it's horrible. But also another thing about this, because I've I watched this off because it I think it was the first sort of proper Vietnam type film to actually be released. Yeah, I think did Apocalypse Now come out first? Uh, I think uh, so. No, no, no. This came out a year before Apocalypse Now. Okay, okay. But also because I've I watched like I don't know if Full Metal Jacket came out before this because I no, watched those. No, Full Metal Jacket was eighty seven. Okay, because I'd watched those sort of two film Vietnam films beforehand, I'd sort of like the tone of the Vietnam film sort of like been in my main memory. But when like watching this, it completely changed like every tone of a Vietnam film. 
Yeah. And I sort of really like that. It's a completely different sort of tone. And it showed like the real like dark, true sort of dark, like depressive side of the war and stuff. It's not like it's not like hip hop, like fast paced, oh, no. fun war film. It, yeah, I mean, in that sense, you are right. And um, it it's yeah because we had a lot of it. We had platoon. We had Apocalypse Now. We had Format of Jacket. Vietnam films were like oh we were soldiers and Mel Gibson film. Like there were a lot of like Vietnam films. Mm-hmm. And um, I think to give Deer Hunter credit, I think it's kind of what started it and this passion yeah, yeah. behind them. Definitely. So, if you had to choose a weak, weak link in this, what would you say it was? A weak link? It could be anything, like oh, um, scene, oh, a character, anything. First half. Oh, we keep coming back to this first <laughs> half. The yeah. Words, and, yeah, I reckon the first half Okay. the most... And the, the scene where they're sort of just running around, but after the um, wedding... When Robert De Niro just runs down the street naked, it was a bit. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That is a bit kind of. It makes sense. It's sort of this this sort of talk him and Christopher Walken have after that makes you know sense and stuff. But that scene, yeah. Yeah. So I want to kind of, I guess, be kind of given our thoughts. I kind of want to go into this Oscar history because um, we it's, it's a passion of mine, and we keep coming back to the Oscars on this. Yeah. But this is actually a really like big one because this was um, basically before the Oscar review does like this just kind of glitz glamorous night. You know, no one took it too seriously. But then basically they were having real struggles with um, marketing this film. They made it. Oh, really? It cost. It cost. I don't want to lie to how much it cost. So the budget for this film was $15 million at the time, which isn't like, Jesus. it's not incredibly high, but that then that's probably about a good 60, 70 million. Yeah, yeah. So they kind of like, they spent a lot of money on this thing. And basically they were having a massive issue where they knew no one would want to go see an emotionally draining three hour long Vietnam fest. So yeah. they had this idea where they were like, if we can get this a lot of Oscar love and really like, get get that hype going if we can get it to win some things we know that this can be something so yeah. they did that and then as soon as it won all these oscars and then they were putting it all over the poster and it kind of had this um it kind of started this thing where where like people would now go all oh, that won an oscar i'm gonna see yeah. that you don't get it much in this country though do you like i don't think people really care too much about it here not yeah not really like i think most people think if it's a good film it's a good film like oscars don't really like determine sort of right here like as far as i know like oscars like don't determine no they don't and like you know because it's all again it's all about opinion really and in america in america the attitude's more like oh that one on oscar i'll watch that whilst over here Mm. it's like don't really care if i like it i'm gonna like it okay okay well we're gonna we're gonna maneuver we're gonna go straight to the straight to the Oscar quiz, so... Okay, I've got it, here we go. Here we go, so... That was always something I look forward to. <laughs> 51st Academy Awards, okay, Franco? So, to give you, give you a bit of a background, it was, so, held April 9th, 1970. Wow, that's quite a late Oscar. Wow, that is quite late. Um, uh, who was it? It was hosted by Johnny Carson. I've no idea who that is. Uh, so... Deer Hunter won five awards. Now, can you, and then it was nominated, including, so won five awards and it was nominated for four others. Can you, so first of all, what were the five that won, Franco? I can best actor slash actress. Pardon? I can best 
Best Actor. Oh. No, didn't win. Going for the winners, and then we'll go to nominations. So, oh, right, okay. Um, so what, what were the five things it won? Best Score? Nope. I need to look at the Oscar thing. Okay, I don't know. Yes. Oh, you're, you're dragging. You're slowing it down again, mate. You're dragging it down. Oscar. Best supporting actress. Nope. Best supporting actor. Yep. That's your first one, correct? Okay. Christopher Walken was nominated for actor in a supporting role and won. Yeah. So, I, your second winner. I don't reckon it won Best Picture. It did win Best Picture. Oh, never mind. So, well, I shouldn't have given it to you, away, but oh well, I've done it now. <laughs> so, three more left, Franco. Intense music in the background. Dun, dun, dun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I did last time, put the Who Wants to Be Millionaire music in the background. God's sake. I reckon... Could it have won Best Original Screenplay? Nope. Never mind. It, will, it wouldn't have won Best Cinematography. Nope. It couldn't have won Best Visual Effects. It couldn't have won Best Makeup. Is that it? No, it couldn't have. I'm trying to find all the anime, all the bloody... All right, let's get categories. Here we go. Oh. All right, here we go. It couldn't have won Best Director. Stop saying it couldn't have won. Stop guessing. Right, you got to watch. So, yeah, it did win Best Director. Oh, did it? Well, you got to remember, if to win Best Picture, you might you the best chance to win is that you should get a Best Screenplay and or Director win. So yeah, it got okay. Best Director. Is that four? That's three. You got two more left. Okay. This is so anticlimactic. Afraid I'm going to rush you, Franco. Oh, please don't! I'm trying to find them. Time's running out. <laughs> Have you got a list of all the Oscar like? I think categories? yeah, but was it a book before? No. Gives you a little clue to the nominations when we get to it. Yeah. The one best sound editing or sound mm. mixing. I'll take it. It won best sound because this was this was um before they split the categories. Yeah, it won okay. best sound. There's one more left. And I guess. I think there's only one left. That's actually it. Did it win best? Uh, what's it called? Film editing. Yes, that's the one. There we go. So there's your five winners. Best picture, best supporting actor, best director, best sound, and best film editing. Uh do you how do you feel about those um, editing wins? 
that editing work. Well, the editing, I don't, I don't think I've seen the other films. So, so let's have a look. At that. So let's have a look at the other nominees. So, in Best Picture, The Deer Hunter was nominated and won. So, and then the rest of the Best Picture nominees are Coming Home, that's the one with Jane Fonda in, Heaven Can Wait, Midnight Express, and an and an unmarried woman. I've heard of all of those except from an, un, an, an unmarried woman. So, Midnight Express, really? Yeah. Have you seen that one? Was that the one with Robert De Niro again? No, I don't think so. No, it, no, no. Oh, and that's the one in the Turkish prison, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I can say that out of those five nominees, I give it, I mean, I do really like Coming Home with Jane Fonda in, so maybe that would be right behind it, but uh, I, can, I, can, I can live with that. So, Best Director, Michael Caminio, I'm really sorry if I said your name wrong, sir, but I think he's dead, so it's fine, uh, was nominated and won. The other nominees are Hal Ashby for Coming Home, Warren Beatty for Buck Kenry, Woody Allen for Interiors, and Alan Park of Midnight Express. Again, I'd say... Yeah, I'd completely agree with that best director win out of those nominees. I can't really say there's any that kind of stick out apart from him. I, I mean, this is like back, you know, and this is the interesting thing. We always say this. You never really know what to make of the Oscars mm. until after. Yeah, yeah. Until time's gone by and what's actually remembered. And I think that's really interesting because there's like three of them which are and two which nobody gives a shit about now. Mm. Uh, so best supporting actor. Christopher Walken won, then Bruce Dern was nominated for Coming Home, Richard Farnsworth was nominated for Rapunzel, Horseman, John Hurt for Midnight Express, and Jack Warden for Heaven Can Wait. Sound. So, oh, Superman was nominated. Superman? Of, Superman lost to Deer Hunter. That's actually kind of surprising, to be fair. And then Bears Film Editing, the Deer Hunter won. Oh, that's weird. Superman got nominated for Best Film Editing. That's odd. The guy who edited the um, move your move your face back. You're too close to the camera. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's all right, mate. Um, so the guy who, who won best film editing is a bloke called uh, Peter Zinner, and he edited The Godfather and lost right. and lost lost then. So I think they did big time, which is partly why he won here. Um, and I guess. Once you get past the wedding, after the Vietnam bit and off onwards, it really picks up pace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes an hour and a half feel less longer, which is really helpful for this film. Anyway, Franco, back to nominations. Yeah. So, so there were four nominations. So there were four things, things slash people that were nominated that didn't win. Can you guess? Uh, I reckon Best Actor got nominated. Yep. Okay. So back on my thing. Best actor, best, um, best screenplay. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Best original screenplay. Best cinematography. Yep, one more. Best score. No, no, it didn't even get nominated for best score. No. Oh, okay. I'm not even sure if it had. I'm trying to look. It didn't get it scored and get nominated anywhere, so I can only imagine that maybe it didn't have an original score, so don't it did qualify. Best actress. Like there were only main actually. Close. Close. You're close. Oh, best supporting actress. Yeah, that's the one. There we go. So yeah. I thought I support best I thought best supporting actress won in best um 
in actually won. That's why I didn't say, you know, say best supporting actress. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It was only nominated. Okay. So best actor went to John Voight for Coming Home. The other nominees were Warren Beatty, Gary Busey, Robert De Niro himself, a deer hunter, and Laurence Olivier. Best supporting actress that year, Meryl Streep. It was her first nomination, but she didn't win. Manny, Maggie Smith won for California Sweet. Haven't even heard of it. Neither. Screenplay written directly for the screen, as it's called at the time, went to Coming Home. And then Best Cinematography went to Days of Heaven. Um, okay, that's kind of weird. Okay. Okay, so anyway, back to Deer Hunter. That was our yep. Oscar break. I guess in terms of as a film, do you think it holds up kind of in its message and as a film in general? It does have a very like big message to it. I personally found it really the whole stuff when he sort of comes home and there was loads of sort of like scenes where it's, there's no speaking it's just sort of them looking at him or him looking at stuff Not and obviously it's, it's not the same way as he did once before I found that really sort of repetitive and sort of boring sort of thing Like I, I didn't really get on with the film a lot but however that last sort of 10-15 minutes were really really good I really enjoyed. I guess I, I don't really know how it was viewed at the time. Mm. I think a lot of audiences today. Oh, gonna yawn. <laughs> um, I think a lot of audiences today would find this film, like you said, a bit repetitive and boring. I think yeah. its first half lets it down, and I think it's. I think the reason why you can maybe think you like it more than you do is because that like second half really leaves you yeah, on that high for better, for better or for worse. Um. I do wonder if just general audiences in 1978 did enjoy this um, yeah. because um, the Academy don't tend to go with like films they don't enjoy. So it does show that maybe clearly at the time people felt differently towards it. At the same time though, when you look at other precursor awards, it only won one Golden Globe for Best Director. So it shows that they had that like kind of like late break and clearly yeah. they oh, were yeah. campaigning it. So that's interesting to look at. Um, kind of looking at those wins, would you say they're all deserved? Yeah, I reckon Best Picture was definitely deserved. Best Supporting Actor definitely was deserved. Um, Best Sound, I reckon so. Because, again, it sounds like you said in that um, uh, Russian Roulette first scene. Uh, Yeah, I reckon they were very much, you know, well given sort of thing. Well deserved, I think is what yeah, you're yeah, looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I agree. I think that um the sound in particular really adds to the like emotional intensity. Definitely. I've got to be honest. I mean, looking at those nominees, I guess it's deserved. But my problem with Christopher Walken's character, he kind of just goes in the film. If that's you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. For a little like, while. When he Robert De Niro comes back, he sort of like Christopher. It was sort of like Christopher Walken sort of finds that guy and starts working with him. And not enjoyed the mad rush from Russian roulette. It's weird, but I mean, to let's be honest, he's lucky that he lost when he did. Like he had a good yeah. streak. I I don't understand how it's possible. He just kept going. <laughs> True. Fucking Russian roulette, man. Honestly, what would you play Russian roulette roulette for? What would have to be on the board? I wouldn't. You're not for anything. Anything at all. So like you're like told you can have your dream job, dream house, dream woman or man. It's a free world. Uh, you you wouldn't do it. Uh, mm, I don't 
don't know. Probably not. It's just, you know, it's not like you got to keep going to one person dies. It's just you. And they say you got to do it once. Uh, I think it depends on what state I'm living in right now. Like, if I'm living in a decent house and saying no, but if I'm living in the gutters, then it, I've made <laughs> You're going to kill yourself anyway, so you <laughs> yeah. take a chance. But it's like, a win-win. Yeah, true. Um, so looking at them I'd say that best directors definitely deserved Um, what about film editing where do you stand on that one well I haven't seen the other films but the way the film edited the way the film's edited it's it's nothing like out of the ordinary or extraordinary It's, it's you know perfectly fine really so yeah yeah um you know I work at a bowling alley yeah, I can, there's that bit in it where um the guy runs into like the um, bowling oh, thing the and bowling goes pins. down. Let me tell you now, technology these days ain't even that good to save him. If that happened in like if that happened back then, he would have been crushed. Really? Like when I saw it happen, I my, I was like, oh my god, he's gonna die. He's on like some sort of like drug overdose, and it's like, and they just pull him out. I'm like, what? <laughs> and someone else will tell you. It's a common misconception because like they they were like making a joke like cat Meryl Streep slipped on the floor. It's actually a common misconception that the reason they get you to wear those special shoes because of floor slippy is actually in case you drop a bowling ball on your foot. So they like get you to wear like the hard ones. But yeah. today, um, unless you're wearing high heels or open toe shoes, you're allowed to just you're um you're allowed to go down. Mm. Yeah, which makes our lives easier. One thing that did confuse me about the film is I thought um that whole group was going to be going off to Vietnam, not only, mm-hmm. like, three of them. But yeah. when, they, when they turned up in Vietnam and there was only, like, a few of them there, I was a bit confused. I was like, maybe they had been, like, lost or something, or, you know, maybe they have died. And then it's just like, a little welcome home party, and I was really, like... Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's weird, though, because I thought all men got drafted off to Vietnam, but I was doing my research, and it turns out that, like, you had, like, a calling card, and then, like, the people who they thought were most fit to go were like put near the top but then like if like you were considered like unfair like you were like fat and unfair they'd put you near the bottom so that's probably what happened like they like like they had like oh. a calling card and they were like then like drafted it's quite scary to think though because like un- at least with world war Two, i think all men were just sent and then at least that way you knew where you stood can yeah. you imagine how stressed out you'd be if you know that you might be called out to die that, yeah yeah that would, that, would, that would keep me up at night that'd be stressful yeah. uh, in a way i'd be kind of be hoping i just get the call just so i know it's happening i know what's happening I suppose so yeah yeah um so uh, do you think there should have been um, something i put in my notes was that i think there should have been a lot more vietnam if you know what i mean yeah i, I you could tell what they've been through but i didn't i couldn't feel the full extent of it because you only have really had that scene and i get the whole point of it. it's not meant to be showing mm. the war it's meant to be showing the emotional um side of it damage of it but how am i how am i supposed to understand it if i don't kind of like see what they went yeah through? yeah i see where you're coming from and i also see i do agree and i do think you know like that one russian Nazi was very good but i don't know i feel like there could have been like one scene when they sort of go up the boat and stuff and they see them and they have to like have they actually have a little sort of like tiny little like bow like only like a little like i think one battle it was i love it like what like parts of caribbean <laughs> i think when i just seen where they have a little sort of like gunfight would have been good but it's yeah it's still a really good scene it's a brilliant oh, scene that 
and like I just kind of like wish there was kind of like more like maybe it's just something else like maybe you know yeah, yeah. like like you see in other films where like you know they're like hiding out in a building and they're captured again or they had like fight you had like like so like it doesn't have to be like them talking it could just be like you know like the tension building so you can really feel what they've been through but I don't know like maybe maybe if like we live in a world where that was the case it would have been worse but I kind of felt like it could have had more of that. I cut this out when he said hiding in a building. I immediately thought, and I don't know why. <laughs> cut that out, but I don't know why. That's why. You see, that's why you see me laugh. That's why. If when you edit this, you you'll see me laughing when you're talking about like hiding. I'm just thinking. Uh, don't get my word for it. Do you remember when Jacob was here and um, he was like, "Oh, I don't think my work will like me saying this." I was like, "Oh, we'll bleep it out." I never bleeped out. I just forgot because it was in the episode. What? He was talking about his work and how they won't like him saying like the things he was saying. So I was like, so I said, uh, oh, we'll bleep it out. I forgot. I'm sure. Oh, I, well, you know, I'm sure like Jacob's words. Not gonna watch like. That was a long episode. I don't think they're gonna like watch watch through the whole thing. I haven't even. I haven't watched. It. I've I've seen. I've like skipped through some of the stuff. Yeah. Have but... you watched any of our episodes like fully? Uh I haven't watched the second one. You didn't watch the Brokeback Mountain one. God no! You don't, you don't want to go back to it? You... I don't know. I I feel like I didn't really need to because you know I'm I'm in the conversation sort of thing. Like I don't really need to sort Been of. there. Do you remember much from that conversation though? Like. Well, the Brokeback Mountain one. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. No. Fair enough. I, my brain went focus on the microphone rather than anything else. Yeah, I said that's Eric. I was like, I think he went quiet because he was embarrassed by his microphone incident. Really. Yeah, and there it was like, oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was, that was, at the time, it was a little it's bit actually torture. Like, I actually was, like, was thinking of just, like, leaving the call and just going to bed. Really? Jeez, what? I don't realize it was that bad for you. No, um, it's just that I... Mm. I just, it would have been awkward, so I'm glad you didn't, mate, is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's how, yeah, just hearing the little disconnect noise, like, oh, he's gone. Oh, he's white, you know. His Wi-Fi's gone, now. Oh, we'll take it from here. Nah, it's all right, mate. We'll take it from here. <laughs> anyway, have you got any final any final things to say about Deer Hunter? We've had a good forty minutes. I think we can wrap up. Uh again, it's a it's a, it's a very good Nam film, sort of Nam, but like it's not. It's definitely sort of like it's a good. It's a very <laughs> what good, you're saying like, Nam like Nam bread? No, like, it's a it's a good film. It's definitely like like it's. Sort of like my least sort of favorite Vietnam film compared to like Full Metal Jacket. Oh, that's now. rough. But no, I'm with you. I'd yeah, say um, I like Apocalypse Now and Full Metal Jacket more in terms of Vietnam films. Deer Hunter is still definitely a strong one. It just doesn't have as much of a rewatch value. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a bit yeah. too long for its own good, in my opinion. <laughs> and I get it, that's what it's trying to be. But I just don't. I I I I'll watch it again maybe at some point in the future. But it's nothing I want to like immediately watch. If you know what I mean? It's oh, just yeah. it's just a good film, really. Um, I agree. Do you want to rate it out of ten? I give it a five. Oh, I thought you liked it more than that. It's that when the whole sort of stuff. I don't know. I found it so boring. <laughs> like oh, it's all coming out now. <laughs> it's just the whole sort of stuff when he comes home, and it, it's just. Meryl Streep and him having this weird sort of love affair going on. Yeah, I never understood. That never really that. goes on. That explains it really. 
Yeah. And like the whole Meryl Streep being abused thing goes away pretty quickly. So. Oh yeah, the dad just maybe he's he, dead. Who knows? So yeah, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, that is actually a good thing you bring up. But um, I I gave that a seven out of ten. I I like it. I respect it a lot as a film. I just I agree. The first half drags on and gets a bit boring. But I yeah, I thought even when he returns home, it goes back to its old roots. So oh well, Franco's uh, had his had his say. He's um thrown his shots. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess it's time to do our, you know, our spin oh, yes. the wheel. One B, you ready? Still okay, yeah, okay. So, spin the. Oh wait, shit! I was ready for that one thing. Uh, spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel, and it's gonna land on. We are doing L. Ah. Okay, so it will be our first. Be our first foreign film, Franco. Oh, it's fun. Okay. Yeah, oh, nice. foreign French film. It's a. Oh, do I still have the Blu-ray of it? Please tell me I do. A B C <laughs> D. Oh, did I give it? Get rid of it. Fuck. Oh, that's great. I've had to either buy it again or rent it. Oh, oh well. We'll be doing L next time, Franco. Do you know much about L? No, never heard of it. I'll leave it on this. It is the film that that Emma Stone stole the Oscar from Isabel Huppert from. But we'll get to that next time. But anyway, we'll leave it at that. Franco, you got anything to say to our listeners or watchers if you're on YouTube? <laughs> Thanks for watching, I suppose. Yeah, cheers, you know. Always appreciate cheers. it. You know. Yeah. If you're on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, you know, give us a subscribe. Uh see you in a bit, I guess, you know. See you next time. In a bit, geezers. Whenever we feel when we record the next one. In a bit, geez, yeah. It may not be another two years, but we'll see you oh. again. All right, in a bit, everybody.